Unmute me. You're already unmuted. Are we live? Isn't this thing live? Yeah, can we talk? We're live. Can you hear me? Yes, yes you're, you're unmuted. unmuted. Okay, great. Great. Nicole, take us to the interview. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. So thank you for doing this. Yeah, of course. Anytime. Yeah, so I'm just going to introduce uh, just for the few callers that have already jumped in okay. that we're speaking to. Brooklyn Sedano, and she's an actress best known for playing the role of Vanessa Scott on the ABC sitcom My Wife and Kids, and she's the daughter of Donna Summer and songwriter Bruce Sedano, and now stars in the brand new NBC hit Taken, which is a prequel to the movie by the same name. Yes. Uh, well, actually, very... let, me, let, let me jump in, Daniel. It's actually Please. a modern day origin story is what we call it. So it's a ah. little bit different. It's a little bit different than a prequel. Oh, good. Good to know. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what an amazing family that you've grown up in, right? Yeah. And so you must have been, in, you know, surrounded by creativity. How was that? And did your parents uh, inspire that creativity? Yeah, you know, I think it's one of those things where, uh, like, creating was kind of just a natural part of our life everyday lifestyle uh mm -hmm. so it wasn't something that was like okay this is you know this is a time to you know paint or sing or whatever it was just like we just did it and yeah. so uh and it wasn't just one particular avenue it wasn't just singing or songwriting it was painting and sketching and drawing and putting on skits and uh you know planting flowers and herbs and vegetables in a garden it was really kind of a lifestyle yeah. of creation. You know, so, that's, that, that's what's really amazing because I, I feel like, especially young actors, they get into one sort of mindset and they can only act where really it, creativity is all about the entire sort of gamut and right. one feeds the other if, right. if you can live a life like that. So yeah. that's yeah. super cool. Do uh, In personality, who do you think you favor, more your mother or father? Uh, you know, I'm a bit of a mix. I think that, you know, in terms of my, my drive and well, to be honest with you, both, both of my parents were really driven. My, I mean, my dad had a hit single at the age of 19 wow. uh, in a band called with a band called tighter and tighter. And then, you know, so I, I come from a, two very driven and very kind of creative people. I think, I probably am more like my dad in some ways. My younger sister, Amanda, is her mannerisms and stuff are, are a little bit more like my mom. And I think when people meet my dad, they're like, oh, my gosh, you're his mini-me. So <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But, but obviously, you know, I, uh, I am a combination of, of all of their genetics. Yeah, yeah, I'm, of course. I'm definitely a little bit of both. And you, you're named after Brooklyn from where he grew up, correct? Well, Brooklyn, New yeah, York? yes, yes and no. He, uh, he, he was in a band called the Brooklyn Dreams. Oh, wow. And so I, um, whether I was going to be a boy or a girl, like I was destined to be Brooklyn. They gave me like the perfect stage name. I'm very happy. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's perfect. Exactly. Yeah. Um, when did the, when did the acting bug really hit you? I think, well, I mean, it was always just something that we did or uh -huh. I did, you know, I did musicals and some, you know, local theater in Nashville, Tennessee when I was in high school. Oh, wow. And then I was at Vanderbilt University for a couple of semesters and I was kind of like the nerdy girl and, and overachiever, perfectionist, you know, valedictorian of my class kind of a person. And so did you study I, theater at Vanderbilt? 
What's that? No, you know what? They don't really have a program like that there. So when I was at Vanderbilt, I was just kind of doing the core classes, but I thought I'd maybe, you know, kind of get a fallback, like communications or international affairs. Um, nice. And, and, I, and I took ended up taking a break and went to study just through a summer program through NYU at Lee Strausberg Theater Institute in New York. Uh-huh. And that was the first time I'd really studied theater and acting mm-hmm. um, in a more in-depth way. And then mm-hmm. at that point, I kind of was like, well, if I'm going to do this, I just I just got to jump, you know? Yeah, of course. And would you, because you, that was the first time you really studied theater in the Lee Strasberg Institute in New York, would you consider yourself a method actor or are you eclectic with any sort of uh, yeah. technique? Yeah, you know, I think more than anything, I'm pro- I mean, it was a great foundation Mm-hmm. And I think to to know where all the different techniques kind of came out of and all of that, but more so than anything, I think I pulled from a lot of different teachers and and tried to see what works in real time because some of the things that work for theater don't work for television and right. vice versa. So mm-hmm. I think it depends on what medium you're um, you know you're kind of working in. Yeah. You know, I'm also always interested in, in the topic of, of with, especially with actors of tension and relaxation and fear and how they, how they combat that on a daily basis. Can you talk on that? Yeah. You know, I think for me, one of the biggest things was letting go of those nerves. I think that really hampered me a lot in my Mm -hmm. early years, just because I think I was so concerned about what people thought about what I was going to do, you know, and so, or what they wanted. Mm. And um, I, I started working with this coach. Her name was Sarah Mornell, who really just even in the last five or six years, really kind of just was like, don't care, do what you want to do. You know, mm. I'm a little bit of a people pleaser. I hate to admit that, mm-hmm. but you know, I think once I took that out of the equation and be like, I have to do this for me every time that I'm doing this, this is for me. Yeah. And it really kind of helped, I think, push me over the edge and really be able to stay as grounded as possible in what I was doing. And That's great. Is Sarah in Los Angeles? She, she used to be in Los Angeles. She comes and she does a bunch of intensives um, here in L.A. now. She's actually just started a studio in Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, wow. And because uh, there's so much going on over yeah. there now. So, yeah. So she's there now. But she comes back and forth quite a bit. Yeah. It's funny, like, uh, you know sometimes it's just a very small adjustment that sort of breaks you open so you can do your own thing. Yeah, completely. And I think, you know, it's like, I think if you've got talent, you've got talent or, you know, Mm -hmm. and a passion, but sometimes you, there are, you know, just little things that keep you from really being able to be free. Right. Right. You know, it's just really, you know, just being about being in the moment, listening and reacting and, and doing what feels right to you because anything else is going to come out looking false. Right, right. Um, I pulled this quote from Merle Streep last night and it's, uh, I'll quote it here. Acting is not about being someone different. It's finding the similarity in what is apparently different than finding yourself there. Uh, so the question is, how, how is the character that you play in NBC's Taken, uh, Asha, different from you? And how do you think she's similar to you? You know, I've, I've said that Asha is probably the most like me oh, uh, awesome. of all the characters that I've played. Um, awesome. You know, not, you know, we're not the same people, but we're very, our ethos is the same and our essence is the same. And, and that Asha is really 
Um, she's a warm and kind person, but she also is very driven and mm. very much a truth seeker. Mm. And she wants to do the right thing and she believes in the right thing and injustice. And so I, I think I'm able to bring those kind of elements um, to her. That's and um, so it was immediately when I went in for the audition for this, I immediately connected with Mercurial. And, and partly because, you know, in the first episode, she's dealing with the death of one of her best friends. Right. Which is how her and, and Brian Mills' character connect is over mm -hmm. the death of his sister and her best friend. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in the last few years, I've, I've lost my mom and my grandma, my grandma and the woman who was like a second mother to me. So it's like I understood what, it meant to have your life upended yeah. by a tra by tragedy and mm. by loss and grief and, and trying to figure out how to figure out life after something like that. Yeah. You know, that's what I love about, you know, just arts in general, when it starts to mimic real life where yeah. this happens to you, but then it's, you know, it's such a, a obviously bummer and I've lost a parent of mine as well. And so uh, I, I, I know the feeling, yeah. but then, but then when you can use it in your art, it's, it's like a blessing that you get. It's almost a therapeutical thing. 100%, you know, and, and, it's, and it's nice to be able to explore that in my work right yeah, now. And, yeah, um, What a blessing. And then be able to have, you know, be open to talk about it and hopefully help other people. You yeah. Know, at the end of the day, that's what you're, you hope that your art is able to do. Absolutely, absolutely. So we all know, like, the acting business can be really rough and even if you're successful at times how do you how do you go about dealing with rejection and or just like bad days yeah yeah i mean that's you know i'm a person of faith and so i really you know try to lean on that in times where i don't always understand the choices people make or mm. or, or or didn't get something that i really wanted i believe that everything kind of works out together for the good and my intention is to do good. So I, I believe that that will come back to me. Yeah. And, and, but you know, it's hard. And I think it's one of the things you have to realize is, is so many times it's not about you. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not right. about what you did or didn't do. It's, it can be something completely different. And I think when you, you know, understand that and, and I've been on the other side of it and I've seen, you know, sometimes different casting tapes and, and, and there'll be somebody that gives a great performance mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, that was amazing. And then somebody else comes and gives a, another great performance and they both were amazing. Right. But what is actually maybe what the, the, the vision of the writer or the showrunner, the director might, might have leaned more towards one than the other, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's, it's such a subjective occupation yeah. where you just have to understand that you have to do it because you love it and there's not anything else for you to do. Absolutely. And why go do that other thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you must be riding high with the NBC Taken. Is there, is, there, um, is there a career bucket list that you have one or two things that you would love to, you know, whether it's like yeah. be on Broadway or win this or that, anything that's on the list? Yeah, you know, I think um, I think I've caught a little bit of the action bug because of the show. So, oh wow! Uh, yeah, so I think to do like a to push myself physically on on a project and, and do like an action film would be fun. And yeah. um, you know, I haven't done anything like that. But I'm a, I'm a kind of actor that I'm I'm open up for anything because I think that each, each different medium like it really challenges you yeah if you guys are hearing something uh, it's because there's some somebody's drilling over yeah. here yeah <laughs> what is that that's 
so great. This is this is what happens when we do live phone calls, right? This is like yeah, it happens. The it magic happens. of being live, you know. Yeah, exactly. You know, so uh, it's like right in your ear down there too. Yeah, yeah. And we were good. we were trying to we were trying to protect you from that. Uh, but yeah, that's amazing. Uh, uh, yeah, so maybe we'll see. Maybe an action movie down the pipeline. We'll see. Yeah. And yeah. then I'm trying to get into like production and and behind the camera stuff too, and directing and and that kind of thing. So hopefully in the next year or two, I'll have some projects that I'll be able to talk a little bit more in depth about. Very um, cool. In that regard, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Um, so we we do these also. We end the sort of sessions with uh, a rapid fire questions, and uh, I believe Nicole is going to go ahead and take this uh, little segment over. Right. Okay. okay. I do have some rapid fire for you. So whatever first comes to mind, just shout it out. Okay. Oh gosh, forgive me if I say anything inappropriate. <laughs> oh, go right ahead. Are you ready? All right. Go ahead. Okay. What is your biggest pet peeve? Um, liars. What's the first thing you do when you wake up? <laughs> Look at the clock. What's the last thing you do before you go to sleep? Say a prayer. A perfect day in LA includes what three things? Uh, my husband, my daughter, and some good food. Mm. If you could ban one word from society, what would it be and why? Intolerance. What's because this? it's horrible. Yes, so true. What is the song or music group that you have in constant rotation right now? Uh, I will have to, two, Johnny Swim, my sister's band, Solange Knowles, and also John Mayer's new album, too. I've been digging that as well. Love it. Um, do you have a nickname? Uh, B. In general, when do you feel the most beautiful? Um, after the shower. What's your favorite curse word? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> when was the last time you were starstruck? Ooh. Uh, well, probably, to be quite honest, when I met Michael Jackson when I was eight years old wow. in London. <laughs> That's <laughs> that awesome. So cool. Um, who is your favorite person to follow on Instagram? Mm. Okay, so there's this... I actually don't follow him, but I go to the Instagram because I'm obs like slightly obsessed with all these new things. Uh, Dr. Simon Orion, who he's like the, the, the Kardashian um, plastic surgeon. And it's just amazing what he can do. So every once in a while, he'll pop up on my feed and he'll like give somebody a nose job with like injections. It's like crazy. That's <laughs> That's like really super corny and superficial, but yeah. That's great. You're hanging with your best friend. What are you guys doing? Eating with my best friend. What are we doing? You're hanging out. Oh, we're hanging out. Uh, probably laying on the ground outside on a nice sunny day, just like being stupid, singing songs, <laughs> probably. When do you feel most creative? Mm, outside, quiet. Um, sun shining, just like in a still moment, basically when I'm still like in a quiet moment. Totally. What is your favorite beverage? Boring, probably water. <laughs> um, what is your spirit animal? I'm not a big drinker. So like, I, it's usually I'm the one that everybody looks at me and like, really, you're gonna have water? And I'm like, yeah. I'm no, it's water. healthy. <laughs> <laughs> what is your spirit animal? Where's my what? 
What's your spirit animal? My spirit, a cheetah. Mm. What is your life's mantra? Trust. And this is the last one. Elvis or the Beatles? Ooh. They're so different. (laughs) Um, Probably the Beatles. Yeah, I love them. Nice. That was great. Thank you. Uh, Awesome. Thank you. And we might have, we have one more uh, question from uh, Justin. Oh, I'm, I'm actually sitting with Brooklyn right oh, now. You I are. just popped into the oh, room. Oh, nice. So I'll ask you. Yeah. So as you know, Brooklyn's an investor in us, so she's part of helping us build I this. know Justin from <laughs> way back when in 2003 while he was driving a yellow sports car. Nice. <laughs> we didn't know about that. That's good to know. <laughs> We're still friends 15 years yeah, later. Yeah, Thank exactly. God. Thank God I shaved those sideburns. Yeah, I, had yeah, ter- I forgot about that. <laughs> I had terrible, like, Backstreet Boy, like really, really intense cybers. But as you know, why we started this company is so, you know, we can open up a conversation where you might be able to talk to somebody in the world that without something like this, you you wouldn't have been able to talk to. So if you would be able to unmute anybody dead or alive, who would it be? Ooh. um, uh, Maybe Oprah. Oprah. Yes. Maybe Oprah. I mean, she's alive. I mean, I could say Jesus, which would obviously be the one I probably would prefer over Oprah. But I mean, yeah, I'll go with Oprah. Well, one day you definitely will. Have you ever met Oprah? No, but you know, she was like the one person, like I literally would come home from school and do my homework in front of the Oprah show. Like me and my sister would do that, like little nerdy girls. And I just think she's really inspirational. She's worked really hard and she's given, she's given people a lot of information that they can do well in their lives with. And so I, I always appreciated that. Yeah. She's, I, I love her story on like how she has vision. Yeah. And that's, and without a vision, the people will perish. It's a biblical principle. So, you know, you, you gotta have a, have that set for yourself, but then also understand that it's not about that destination. It's about the journey through the vision. And I think that's been a big lesson for me in life. Excellent. Um, you know? Excellent. Yeah. Awesome, guys. Well, uh, that was an awesome interview. Thanks again, Brooklyn. Yeah, of course. And, uh, and we'll talk soon. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.